Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, 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 good people. It is Monday, May the 2nd, 2022. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up. Ray G, I appreciate you being here. Um, got a lot to talk about today. We got a lot of NBA to talk about, MLB, uh, Netflix, nothing else important happened over the weekend. So we'll just just talk basketball the whole show. Uh, I finished watching Ozark. Really sad about that. I'm not going to spoil it for everybody. Uh, but I, I, my wife and I were talking last night. I think it might take the cake. One of the best TV series of all time, man. Ozark, super dope. Finished that up last night. Nothing else happened, Jay. I, I don't. I don't know any. Nothing else happened over the weekend. Nothing. No big deal. No, no news. I nothing. was watching oh, basketball yeah. all weekend. Yeah, I mean, it NBA. was a great couple of games, a couple mm-hmm. of days. John Morant mm. did everything he could, mm. but he couldn't overcome the Golden mm. State Warriors. The Boston Celtics got Boston beat down Celtics? at home by yeah. the probable yeah. MVP. If it wasn't for some different yeah. categories, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think we saw anything every, every, happen. Everybody, everybody tapping in for something that happened on the Thursday and Friday and Saturday. No, no, no big deal. No, no one got drafted. We don't. We're gonna spend the whole time talking NBA, talking all kinds of stuff. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. NFL draft was this weekend, uh, this past weekend. So we we got that. And there's a lot to a lot to discuss uh, when it comes to the draft. But uh, but I have to give a shout out. So. We did a, a, a draft accuracy contest inside of the Destination Debbie community. Had over about like 50 people, 50 people, so 50 or so uh, participate in the um, participate in the challenge to see who the best drafter was. Who's going to be the best drafter? The winner took home $1,000, uh, second place, like 400 bucks, third place, got like 150 I just got to tell you who won, who the most accurate drafter of over uh, 800 patrons, the most accurate drafter of this past weekend, who just knows their shit, who we just need to listen to when it comes to the draft. Jay Rich. Jay Rich right. somehow won the challenge. I have no clue how this how this happened, but I had to give him his credit today. Th- this man has a fake tie on. This is l- legitimately his... That tie is his, real. It, his his company photo with with a photoshopped tie. He was the most accurate drafter. Got the most selections right. Killed the tiebreaker. So inside the uh, inside the community, OJ Rich. How does it feel to, to to win this to win this bad boy? You know, I uh, couldn't do it without my parents supporting me all these oh, years. Um, it's just one of those things that you dream your whole life to win the Destination Debbie Draft Challenge. And uh, I'm excited, man. It means a lot of big things for my future. I can finally support my family in ways I've never been able to before as now a champion in the uh, Destination Debbie Draft Challenge. So I want to give a shout out to you, Ray, for putting on the challenge. I want to give a shout out to all the patrons for giving me their money. Um, And more importantly, Ray, I think I want to give you some credit, too, because you won the challenge last year. So 
my challenge to everyone here who's watching, everyone who's listening on the podcast. I finished is, second last year. I finished second oh, last year. Oh, you finished year. second? Finished, okay, well. finished second last year. Oh, man. See, the thing was, I was going to be like, you know, we need some real competition here. We, we tap in every day. We do the mock drafts. We give people all the info. And it's like, you really don't know who we're going to pick, where we're going to go. Like, we talk about this every day. But it feels great to be a champion. I will be bragging about this for the next 365. But until next year, good luck. And start working harder because you're gonna need it. You're gonna need it. You're gonna need it next Congratulations, year. Congratulations, my man. Congratulations. Count that fucking money. There you go, Jay Rich. We gave you the count that money sounder. But let's let's just get into it, man. NFL draft this past weekend. Um, just wild. I, I think that's all. That's that's all I can say. Just wild, crazy. Um, I, I never in a million years. Would have thought that some of the players that fell would fall. Uh, it, it wasn't even that players went higher than I thought. Yes, we can go through, and there were a couple of guys that went a little bit higher um, than we all expected or anticipated. But I think the theme of this draft was the fall, and more importantly, the fall of the quarterback. And I think there's a lot of different ways that we can tackle what we just witnessed, right? Uh, you know, uh, the NFL clearly was a lot less enthusiastic about this quarterback class uh, than we were. And I have to say, um, shout out to everybody. I, 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 I talked about this on Thursday or Friday. First of all, everybody who tapped into our draft stream, we went five hours on Thursday or however long on Thursday. We covered the whole entire day too. Um, and then I know Mike and Adam had a stream. Uh, you were on that with some other Destination Debbie folks yeah. uh, for day three. I, I had to tap out. I had a T-ball game to go to in the morning. I couldn't do it. But everybody that rocked with us, man, I, I looked across the landscape of where people were watching and who was – a lot of people were tapped into us, man. And we and we had them in from beginning to end. I think y'all had a good time. I, I will hope I, – I hope – that you all not only found that the information that we laid down during the draft entertaining but actionable. Um, shout out to Mike. Shout out to Adam, Eugene, Jordan Backus, uh, yourself. Uh, Ike came on the stream. Kyle Yates came on the stream. Scott Connor came on the stream. Like, I hope y'all had a good time, and that's what we're here to do. We want to entertain. When you're waking up early in the morning, we want to have some fun. And when you tap in our stream, that's why it's one of the best out there. And I don't say that haphazardly. Uh, I, I think the product that we put on this past weekend – was right up there with the big dogs. Like when you're talking about um, YouTube content creators, man, we were right up there. So shout out to everybody tapping in. Um, but but Jay, like, you know, we, we did all these exercises throughout the entire pre-draft process. And we looked at all different types of mocks. Some mocks where the quarterbacks were going top 15, some mocks where no quarterbacks were going. And I kept saying, the more of these we do, the better prepared we'll be in, uh, you know, for our rookie drafts. And I'm glad we did do those. And shout out to everybody that participates in single quarterback leagues. And for everybody out there that was like, GQ, you and Jay Rich need to stop hating on single quarterback leagues. We need to do more single quarterback mocks. You were right. You're right, damn it. We should have done more. We should, that's yeah. all we should have done. All we should have done the entire time was done single quarterback because super flex ADP and single quarterback ADP are now the same. All the super flex ADP that's out there is irrelevant it's obsolete it, it it is throw it away crumble it up all the 50,000 fucking mocks that we did over this past from January to now mean absolutely nothing because the draft played out 
nothing like like we thought. Man, if if I gave you a million dollars, if I said uh, $1 billion, Malik Willis, better chance of going in round one or the back of round three. Like, like nobody. Yeah. Nobody would have been like, oh, yeah, round three. He's going to be a round three pick. Nobody. Nobody would have said that, right? Um just your initial thoughts, and we'll dive into we'll dive into what this means, man. What what were your thoughts on the draft? I think that if anything, like you say that we tried to prepare for the draft, I felt like it was a useless exercise in the end. Honestly, like the way that it actually played out, outside of the receivers kind of going to some spots that we really expected, it just it just didn't work out, man. Like nothing really planned out the way I expected it to. Even with some of the running backs, like it just. I just didn't like seeing what I saw, but that was part of the exercise. It's really preparing ourselves for these landing spots to not be good and people not getting favorable landing spots and people not going as high as we expect them to. And in a lot of ways, some of the players that we thought would be day three picks were day three picks. Um, That wasn't necessarily the quarterbacks going late day two, but that's just how the cookie crumbles. And I think that when we really look back at the draft class, we're going to be like, yeah, maybe quarterbacks aren't just going to get vaulted up because they're quarterbacks, right? Like, I think that was the sentiment that a lot of people had was quarterbacks, they're going to go high because teams need quarterbacks and people need quarterbacks. doesn't matter how bad they are. If you're at the top of the class, you're at the top of the class, right? And we did see that with Kenny Pickett. He went 20th overall. But when it came down to it, teams passed on quarterbacks three, four, five, six times. And that was, I think, the most surprising part is that eventually you think they're going to take that shot and they just never did. You know, eventually, obviously, they got there, but not as quickly as we expected. So that was probably my biggest surprise overall. As bad as the QB class is, you think at some point, even in the second round, you'd take a shot. And these teams were like, nah, we're not doing that. So I think that for, for me, Ray, was probably the most surprising part. Man, I, I, you know, we, we heard this, we heard this noise a lot through the draft uh, stream. We heard this noise a lot, but we got to do it for James, man. James with the hundred dollars super chat question, man. Kicking it with the DD crew during the draft was a game changer. I was cooped up at home with COVID, but instead of feeling isolated, I was able to participate in a shared experience. It's all thanks to you and the hard work, for real. You guys deliver on so many levels. Um, James, let me Thank let you. me just say this, man. Let me just say this, bro. We appreciate the, the 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 contribution monetarily. Um, I, 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 without getting into the details, man, Jay Rich could just agree with me. Uh, I give these content creators more than I ever got at, at this stage of the career. So this this is definitely um, their hard earned money, man. But more so than anything, bro, uh, we appreciate the money. But I appreciate the comment, like the fact that you think this is a, a dope community to rock with. Um, that you you feel connected to, that we bring y'all up here, engage with y'all. No, like I feel like I know half of the people in the damn chat, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Patrick, Roe, Joe, Jasmine, uh, Mike A. Like I'm just rattling off names, right? And, and I can just keep going and going and going. Marlon in the build. Like I just, I feel like I know y'all. So for y'all to tap into us, man, I say this shit all the time. We appreciate it, man. Like, thank you. All I can say is thank you, and if there's ever anything that I can do for you, my friend, holla at me, man. Real talk. So, Jay, I'm with you, man. Um, I, you know, quarterback class was clearly bad or, or or too much of a project to take these guys at the top of the draft, right? Why, why take a project in Malik Willis, who is a project, right? Project quarterback in Malik Willis. Still some development with Desmond Ritter. Um, still development with 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 Matt Corral and, and clearly Sam Howe being what a fifth round pick, uh, a developmental yeah. prospect. Why take that over Equano, who's starting day one? Why take that over Kayvon Thibodeau, who walks into New York and is going to be the star edge rusher from day one? Like, 
You know, lesson be lesson learned, man. I, I think this was a, a big wake up call for the fantasy space. And while we say, oh, it just was a byproduct of of the class, maybe that maybe the right move the entire time was to be like, these dudes really aren't that good. So even though it may not be popular opinion to say I'm not taking any of these quarterbacks in round one of a super flex, maybe that should have been the the approach the entire time. And I, I don't I have not fully come to like a a conclusion about this. I don't I don't really know what it means, but I I think it means something, right? Like I'm looking ahead to next year and I think we got two guys. Like just right now, I think we got two guys at the top. And then there's a lot of maybes after that. Levis, Richardson, Van Dyke, a lot of maybes. Man, you know, I went back and I went through different mock drafts of industry folks like putting out mocks. At one point in time, Jay Rich, here here were the top quarterbacks off the board at, at one point in time throughout the season. Sam Howe, Carson Strong, and Spencer Rattler were all supposed to be the top quarterbacks in this class. Not Kenny Pickett. No, it was it was those guys, right? And look how much shit changed. Jalen Weidemeyer at some point was was mocked in the first round. It's just it's it's rough, man. This evaluation game that we play, and therefore the 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 proxy of a game that we play fantasy football, you could really burn yourself, man. A lot of people out there, listen. I was one of the main the main propaganda pushers of rookie drafts before the NFL draft, and I still, to a degree, still kind of like it, right? Rest on your laurels. Glad I got a lot of Drake London. Said he was good. He went first wide receiver off the board. But, man, if you took, if you fucking spent the second round, the, the, the two overall pick on, on Malik and the Superflex, and you went Corral top five, and you went Ritter in the, at the 10 spot, like, you're, you're, you're not... You completely not wrecked your rookie day. draft. You're not have you did not have a good weekend. You're trying to trick yourself and and, and and do mental gymnastics to make it seem okay when it's not okay. Like these these are third round quarterbacks, man. Think about this. And I get it. Class is bad. Last year class was good. But if any draft analyst last year told you to take Matt uh, to take Davis Mills or Kyle Trask or Kellen Mond with a top eight rookie pick you would immediately unsubscribe from that service, tweet them, tell them how shitty they are, and never come back. Like, no, no D- Davis Mills played probably outside of Mac Jones. He, he was the best-looking rookie quarterback last year, and people still don't want him. And yep. and I'm still seeing people out here saying that you should, Malik Willis is worthy of a first-round pick in rookie Superflex drafts. How? Make Make it make sense to me. Make it make sense. I think this shit was so wild, bro, that people haven't even like fully internalized how bad they are and how much of a crapshoot that. Outside of a Ryan Tannehill injury, Malik Willis is not playing this year. Outside of an injury, he's not getting on the field, right? Yep. Uh, Carolina's pretty bad, so I I, I assume. Uh, Sam Darnold's pretty bad. I'm going to just assume that at some point Corral will get on the field. And Mariota's probably not very good, so I'm just going to assume that Desmond Ritter's going to get on the field. But here's the thing. These cats were picked in round three. Again, round three. They ain't got no leash. There's no, no runway. You know, like 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 first-round quarters, they got a, a tarmac level of runway, right? They fucking playing, got a ramp, you got to turn around and you know, sit down, put your seatbelt on, and it pulls up. Like, it's got a long runway. These quarterbacks... They runway is about the, the length of my driveway, which is not is not deep. It, it does not extend far. A couple of yards, right? They get out there and shit the bed early. They're drafting quarterbacks next year. Atlanta and Carolina are going to be bad. 
Atlanta and Carolina are probably going to be in a position to try to get a quarterback next year, right? And we're assuming Richardson hits. We're assuming there's a, a, a Will Levis hits, a, a, a Leary from North Carolina. We're assuming these guys kind of hit. These rookie third-round pick quarterbacks, they shit the bed early. There's no runway for them to to get it together. Man, we'll, we'll build a – that'd be like, man, look, we, we, we didn't have to pay him much. He's getting about $4 million or whatever the third-round pick gets. Let's just go draft – let's go draft Bryce Young next year. And now Matt Corral is a, is a career backup. Now Desmond Ritter is a career backup. Now Malik – like, there's nothing tied to these cats, man. It's almost like – it's the best of both worlds for the NFL because if they are good, you don't have to pay them jack. These dudes went later than Jalen Hurts and people were like fearful of Jalen Hurts. This is bad. This is bad. And I'm telling you right now, the only quarterback I believe I would be comfortable taking in the first 15 picks of a rookie draft would be Kenny Pickett. And say yep. what you want about their offensive line. Damn it. They tooled them up with weapons galore. Like, what everyone said about Kenny Pickett was all he did was get the ball to his receivers and they did all the work. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Pat Fryermuth, Najee Harris, George Pickens, Calvin. Shit, all you got to do is get it out of your hand, get it to them and let them. That, I don't care. At the, when, when I'm looking at my the fantasy total on Sunday night, Monday, I'm not looking at, man, how many yards did he put it in the air before the... How receiver? many air how yards, many, yeah. All I care about is how many points did Kenny Pickett give me? Like, how many points did this quarterback give me? I don't give a shit how he does it. How many points did he... I don't care what it looks like. So, it seems like Pittsburgh is doing everything in their power to surround that young dude um, with opportunity to be better. And he does have runway. He, he does have a tarmac-level runway, unlike Malik, Ritter, and Corral. Uh, again, super flex, uh, ADP, dead... Uh, do not draft Malik Willis. I- I'm seeing people talking about 105, 16, 17. Hell no, no man. H E L L N O. I don't care who it. No, no, wrong. Where's the sounder for wrong? Don't do it, Jay Rich. Don't do it, bro. Yeah, um, man, I think you're right. This is just one of those years where if you needed the quarterback, you're pretty much screwed. Like, honestly, there's. Like you said, there's not a lot of leash for these guys. If they come in and they stink, they're probably not going to get another chance. Like maybe Ritter get another chance. Maybe Karag gets another chance. But the most interesting one, I think, is Malik, right? Because like you said, Tannehill is not probably going to be there after this year. He's got the largest cap hit in the league this year. They're going to get out from under his contract next year. But what does that mean for Malik overall? And, And kind of how do we digest the situation because he's not trey lance there's no pressure to play him he's a third round pick and while yeah people like him he's he is a project he does need time to develop and with tennessee being a good team i don't think there's any rush to get him out of there like they still want to try and win and i think they believe that Tannehill can be the guy to get them there they got out from aj brown's contract they brought in Traylon burks and the rest of the offense just runs it back for the most part but i don't think malik is gonna be the guy to run that offense to the Super Bowl and to beyond, right? Because of what he has to do from a developmental standpoint. But what does that mean for his actual future prospects? Like people who are thinking about, oh yeah, well, he'll play next year. Like, do you really want to bank your 108 rookie pick on a third round draft pick who is not going to play this year at all? And if he doesn't play this year, what's the guarantee he plays next year? Because if he's not ready, there's no reason to just throw him out there into the fire Maybe they do hold on to Tannehill if they come really close again. Maybe they make the AFC Championship game somehow. I don't know. But I think in a lot of ways, when I look at Malik Willis's draft slot, 
I kind of look at what happened to, to Lamar Jackson, right? And I don't think people are thinking about this that way in the sense of Lamar Jackson got drafted at the back of the first, yes, which is much different than where Malik Willis got drafted, but they had Joe Flacco ahead of them, and they had a plan to reinvent the offense for Lamar Jackson. And I feel like that's what they're going to have to do for Malik Willis because he's just, I don't believe he can succeed in the present right. offense they run right now. And so, Ray, where do you think they, what do you think that Tennessee does with Malik Willis overall over the next year or so? Well, I just saw Joe say, I'm not taking Pickett sooner than 107 after much thought. Joe, great minds think alike. You want to see uh, my, my updated rookie rankings where I have Kenny Pickett, Joe? There he is, number seven. And this is super flex. Like, that's where I am. I got, I got Kenny Pickett seventh, right? I'm not taking him. I, I, listen, love, love my 40 guys, Mike and Adam. I'm not taking Kenny Pickett at 103. I'm not taking him over any of the tier one wide receivers, not taking him over the running backs. 107 is where I have Kenny Pickett in my rankings right now. 107, and Jay said I'm not taking him any sooner than 107. 107 is where I have him if I need a, if I need a quarterback in super flex. Um, I, I don't think they're building any offense around Malik. That's just my opinion. I, I don't think they're going to build any offense around him personally. Um, we'll see, man. We'll see. I, I know for me personally, I got those guys low in my rankings. Like, they're back of the second round picks for me. And if you want to take a dart throw a little bit earlier than that, cool. But uh, there there are quite a few guys that, that I like uh, ahead of them, man. I think walking out of this thing, it's pretty easy to say that Brees Hall is is the is the number one, right? Brees Hall got yep. the, the high second-round draft capital. What a haul by the Jets, man. What a job. Jermaine Johnson, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. I don't care who else they pick. Great. I mean, two studs on the defensive side of the ball. Some people thought Jermaine Johnson could be a top-ten pick. And then you get Garrett Wilson, who some believe was the best wide receiver in this class. And then the unquestioned running back one. I'm seeing people concerned i'm seeing people talking about walker over hall what are we doing i, I don't i don't i don't, we I don't talked know about walker a lot over know, the weekend man, man. It's walker, not over hall is, walker over hall is a bit it's a little bit insane to me but i, I would not do that but you know Brees hall to the jets uh what do you let's 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 talk about let's talk since we're on tennessee tennessee i think the, the other big news that happened or the bombshell that dropped was tennessee dealing aj brown to philly Tennessee dealing AJ Brown to Philadelphia um and then keeping keeping their first round one of their first round picks like they traded the 18th for him but they kept uh, the 15th or the 14th pick yeah. and they got Jordan Davis I mean Philadelphia Nicobe Dean AJ Brown Jordan Davis I mean Jesus man I mean just tooled up this is great news for Jalen Hurts and his opportunity to show if he could be the franchise quarterback, like it, it, it's difficult to do that with your wide receiver group consisting of uh, uh, Smith is good. We know Devonte is good, but after that, Rager, uh, Greg Ward, Quez Watkins, Arcega Whiteside, uh, you know that 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 that's not going to cut it, right? Now you roll out an offense where AJ Brown is the the unquestioned number one attention on AJ Brown, leaving Devonte and Goddard single covered. And then you can put Quez in the slot to stretch the field. This is great. Or put him at flanker and let him stretch the field. Let A.J. Brown roam the slot. This is great for Jalen Hurts. Like, right now, remember a little while ago when people were like, would you take Jalen Hurts or Malik Willis or Jalen Hurts or these guys? It was all Malik. It was was Corral. It was Ritter. It was Pickett. I mean, Jalen Hurts, easy over these guys, right? Like, easily. 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 Not even close. 
What, 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 yeah. AJ Brown in Philly, what, what are your expectations? And here's what I think. This is just my theory. I have no insight. I don't know. I'm just talking, right? I think they're going to let him air it out. Like, let's see if he can do it. Now that he has weapons, they need to figure out what they have. I think, they t- I think the training wheels are off. Played four games as a rookie last year with shitty weapons. This year, good weapons. Year three, year two in Sirianni's offense. Air that bitch out. Let, let, let's see if he can do it, right? And if he can, good. Give him an extension. We got our quarterback. If he can't, they're still in a position to, to maneuver some things around to try to find somebody next year. I think they're going to turn, turn him loose and let him try. You got to see. You can't. You can't make a half uh, a half baked decision not knowing what you really have. I think they're about to let him air it out, man. With with Brown, with Smith, with Goddard, I think they're gonna let him air it out, man. I, this is good for Jalen Hurts. If he's that dude, he's gonna have every opportunity this year to show it. And uh, his value just took a big big bump up, man. In my opinion, in everybody's opinion, it should be. Yeah, his value is definitely through the roof right now, and I don't know exactly where I would peg him overall. I'd probably put him in the top 10 or really close to it overall. Like, before he was going behind Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, and there's no way that would happen anymore. There's just no way. So you'd have to put him, you know, right around the back half of the 10 and maybe 11, 12 or so, because we talked about Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, those guys that were there as well. But Jalen Hurts, again, if somehow he got an extension, that bumps him to, like, the top six of quarterbacks for fantasy football. But going back to A.J. Brown, I think people should just expect more of the same for A.J. Brown. Because when you look at the offenses, yes, I think they're going to air it out more, but I don't think it's going to be a drastic change from what we saw previously. So for me, I think you just expect more of the same. A.J. Brown already played in a run-first offense where he wasn't seeing a ton of targets. This year, he had 105 targets in 13 games. So you project that out forward, maybe closer to 120, 130 overall. Year before that, he had 106 targets in 14 games. So again, a bit of a lower target guy, but the talent we all believe in, right? Along with Smitty being there. I think we need to temper expectations, but more importantly, I think we should expect more of the same. So if you were happy nah, with uh, AJ Brown, no. you really think he's going to get no, more targets man. in Philly? No. They were the team that ran the most in all of football. So even if they even if they scale it back a little bit, they're still going to be at best, what, an average passing volume offense in the NFL, which is looking at somewhere in the realm of 550 to 570 pass attempts overall. I just don't think Philly even necessarily gets there. Because I don't know if you could look it up for me while I'm talking, but Jalen Hurts probably threw the ball, what, 430 times? He still ran the ball 115 times this year. That's the problem for Jalen is that he runs the ball so much. Who did he have to throw to? Who did he have to throw to? I'm not saying he he can't run the ball, but he still will run the ball as design runs and as handoffs to Miles Sanders. So that's why I think like you shouldn't project probably more than 120, 130 targets for A.J. Brown. He's not going to be an 150 target guy. And if you like Devontae Smith, you should be happy with that. Because if he gets 150 targets in a run-first offense, that's going to mean only like 90 go to Devontae Smith. So I think both these guys can operate as co-alphas, but I think we should expect in the realm of 120 to 100 targets for both guys throughout the season. Man, Rager had 57, Quez has 62, Goddard 76, Smith 104. Um, I mean, I'm not saying he should. he's going to get 150, but I mean... They're gonna throw the ball more. I will. I will put money. We can bet right now. We can lock in another bet. He's I'm not over five. You they're gonna he's, throw more. He's, they're he's gonna over, throw more. But what's that? Okay. What does that number look like though? Because if we project AJ Brown to have what a twenty-three to twenty-five percent target. Tw- share. Let's set the let's set the number at five twenty-five and a half. I'd take the over. Well, I'd take the over. So fuck, man. That's almost then, a, it's almost a hundred more passes. It's a hundred more pass attempts. It's a hundred more pass attempts. 
I think that's fair. And so if we're projecting a, a 20% target share at minimum for AJ Brown, that's 105 targets, 110 targets, right? So again, if, if he does throw the ball 525, that's 110 at a 20% share. If he's at around a 25% share, it's closer to 120, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like if he doesn't throw the ball 550 times and AJ Brown doesn't have a top, you know, five target share in the NFL, he may not see much more than like 130. And that, that's that's only the case I'm going to say. So that's what I'm saying to people. If you like AJ Brown and what he did in Tennessee, I think you will see more of the same in Philly. But to your point, right, the offense will be really good and they should be able to move the ball better, have more touchdown opportunities. But I still think they're going to run the ball a lot. That's the identity of the team, whether we like it or not, even if they do air it out a little bit more. Man, they're going to air it out. They're going to find out. Like, what do you have to lose? And, and, Anybody saying that his fantasy value should be this 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 wasn't a conversation about AJ Brown and how good AJ Brown was going to be. I'm talking about how good this is for Hurts and the opportunity to man. You know how easy it is to defend a team when they only have a receiver that you have to cover. Like legitimately, I mean Rager would be wide open and just hit him in the face and fall down. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you know how easy that is for a defense that that no all all they can do is just blitz him every time. There's nobody to work, cover Devonte Smith. Just shade a safety over top, man him up underneath, worry about Goddard, and that's it. Now now the focal point of, of what defenses have to account for creates lanes to throw, creates lanes to get open, creates opportunity. I think this is I think this is a lot better than than we're making it seem. Uh than, than we're, well, for than Hertz, we're putting it's great. it out there. It's right. great. Yes. But how what do you think his ceiling is in fantasy football this year? Because honestly, I think he should be locked and loaded top six, and I think he's got a number one ceiling. Like pretty I mean, easily because as a Russian quarterback and the way he ran the ball last year, he was what QB one nine times this year, the highest of anyone in fantasy football. Mm-hmm. And you think about he just added one of the best receivers in football to his team. I mean, for Hertz, it's it's sky's the limit. And I'm just curious if he gets overdrafted this year. I don't think he will, though. Like, I really don't. I really don't think he's be overdrafted this year. But I think A.J. Brown could be when I think the situation is very similar. Yeah. All right. Well, when you ask somebody like that, that is that is good. I don't at this point, man. I don't care about like. Uh, I think this is good for Hurts. I think this is good for Hurts. Uh, how much worse is is Jalen Hurts than Ryan Tannehill? I mean, I mean, everyone's talking about how bad this is for AJ Brown. How bad was it in Tennessee? We were bitching about him in Tennessee every week. How much? How much worse is this than than Ryan Tannehill? I mean, come on, man. Like. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm too optimistic. I'm not sitting here saying that he's going to be the the number one goddamn wide receiver in NFL. I'm saying this is a good opportunity for Jalen Hurts to show what he has, man. Um, let's 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 go to let's let's go to running backs. Let's talk to running backs, right? We had what four running backs, five running backs drafted on with day two draft capital. And if you would have asked me what the draft, ca- what those running backs would be, I wouldn't have, would not have guessed Tyrion Davis Price. I mean, I talked about him with Kyle Yates, um, and I was like, he's a sleeper, right? Sleeper. I thought he was going to be a day three pick. Tyrion Davis Price goes to San Francisco, probably the biggest shock uh, of the day two running yep. backs. But we saw Brees Hall, uh, Kenneth Walker, uh, James Cook, Rashad White, and Tyrion Davis Price, where those are five day two. Capital running backs. I think that was it. I think Brian Robinson was the other one, right? And B Rob. And B Rob. That's right. B Rob went late to the Commanders. That's correct. What are you thinking about those guys? Um, any interest in in B Rob to to the Commanders? 
<laughs> got to get Joe. Joe Joe's been talking about Antonio Gibson the entire time. We got to talk I mean, B Rob to to, Ray, to let's the be real, right? Who, who is the better running back? Like legitimately, is it is it Brian Robinson or is it Antonio Gibson? It's Antonio think, Gibson. A well, thousand. Well, you know, uh, no, well, let's, don't let's, don't start with this. Don't start, let's, man. Let's just think about why they would take him, right? They brought in all the running backs. They said, well, maybe we need a running back. They brought back J.D. McKissick. I think at the end of the day, this just hurts Antonio Gibson's ceiling. And, and no, I don't believe that Antonio Gibson is a worse running back than Brian Robinson. But what we talked about over the weekend, more importantly, was that it's just going to mean that a few of those carries, a few of those receptions that could go to Antonio Gibson are now going to go to Brian Robinson. And you put it best when you said he's just going to be annoying. He's just going to be a thorn in the side to Antonio Gibson. And overall, for me, it's just... I think this is going to bring Antonio Gibson back down to earth as far as how he's valued in Dynasty because he was kind of valued a little bit too high. And now for me, I think he's going to be more properly valued. But the issue is we don't know how that backfield is going to shake out overall. But I want to talk about Tyrion Davis Price. But no, 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 you can't. No, you can't. Pit, you I, can't. You just I took the whole floor about. You just took the whole floor on Robinson. Wait, and then I want to talk you, about Tyrion Davis Price. About, you want to talk about Brian Robinson? Yes. What are people? What are people talking about? He's he's equal talent. Is getting this close? As the dude rusher? played at Alabama for six years and did absolutely nothing until his final hey, year at Alabama. Nothing. Didn't he catch like 40 passes. I don't give a shit about any of He yards. did nothing I for mean, nine years. At, he was at Alabama since 2012, and he finally, finally popped off this final season. And it did. And if you want to be real about it, because here's the thing here's the thing old GQ watches the games. He was splitting touches with Jace McClellan prior to Jace McClellan tearing his ACL. So it wasn't like B-Rob waltzed into his uh, ninth-year senior season as the guy. He was still splitting touches with Jace McClellan until McClellan tore his ACL. And then Roydell Williams was garbage. Uh, they had nobody else. Trey Sanders, the worst. The, 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 he had an injury, and he hasn't been the same. I mean, let me not be so harsh. But they had nobody else. Literally, they had nobody else to run the ball. He was a late third-round pick. Antonio Gibson is a better running back than Brian Robinson. Stop. Like, let's stop that, all right? Why they drafted him, they need somebody, right? Gibson got hurt last year. What you, 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 we, we talked about the, the, the fact that running back bell cows in the traditional sense of the word. Man, you don't see those cats a lot anymore, man. And when you have a bell cow, those, that, that makes those guys so incredibly valuable. Yes, I think Brian Robinson is going to be an annoying fantasy football player. I think there are going to be times where we're watching the game and we're like, why is he on the field? Like, why is he on the field? But I don't think I don't think he's any significant threat to taking. I mean, how many carries do you think he takes away? Like, OK, he gets his six carries. Big fucking deal, man. Big yeah, deal. But it's, it will. I, will I'm all, I mean, it depends on how much he gets. Right. If he gets like 80. I think that could be a problem, right? Because Gibson has been making his hay on the ground more so than through the air, right? And so if Gibson does lose a few carries to Brian Robinson every game, that would be a bit of a problem. But overall, I mean, I I'm with you. I think that we'll see where he's valued and how people value him. He's kind of dropping right now. I'm down on uh, our old friends at Keep Trade Cut, and he's dropped like 27 spots in the last 30 days. So he's wow. trending down. He's below Cam Akers right now in uh, Dynasty rankings for running backs. Right in wow. between, yeah, he's right in between Cam Akers and Derrick Henry. So that's where I was saying, like, I think he's just going to be more properly valued now because there's still Cam Akers, Alvin Kamara, Kenneth Walker, Travis Etienne, Saquon Barkley, J.K. Dobbins, and obviously the usual suspects all ahead of those guys. Um, so 
you know, you think about would you rather have Antonio Gibson or Derrick Henry, Antonio Gibson, David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson, AJ Dillon, right? I think he's more properly valued now than he was in the past when he was going way high, like second round of startup drafts. So that's just where I'm at with him. I, I don't, it doesn't move the needle for me, but like you said, it's just not great for Antonio Gibson. And that's really what it comes down to. Listen, I think I think J.D. McKissick coming back was more of a problem for Gibson than Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson is Gibson's backup, man. Like he's yeah. he's his back. He's the backup running back to Antonio Gibson. That's what he is. Um, if you want to to you know lay your you know lay lay it down and say that you think he's going to be a threat to Gibson as as the main back, then fine. But he he's in my opinion, J.D. McKissick coming back, Washington bringing him back is more problematic because that's what we want, the receiving work for Antonio Gibson. You pulled this up. How many rush attempts did he have last year? Like 250, 252, something something like that for Antonio Gibson? Um, B-Rob is the backup running back. Unless there's an injury, I don't foresee him uh, stealing 258. uh, 258. Yeah, in 16 games. I mean, it seems like there's just a lot of people who don't like Gibson, and I'm not even the biggest Gibson truther. I I like Gibson, but... uh, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and 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 shake and quiver that they drafted Brian Robinson um to to take uh to take his spot, man. Twenty seven spots he's fallen. Yep, on keep trade. Good lord, man. Last thirty days, twenty seven spots. Good lord. He's behind Cam Akers, Alvin Kamara, even behind Kenneth Walker, which Man, and nobody nobody likes Antonio Gibson, man. Wow. Wow. Gibby is a scrub. Dynasty Barry, at least Dynasty Barry, my guy says go buy low on Gibson. Uh, this is, I, I didn't know Brian Robinson was going to do this. I, I had no clue. Like, I, I truly believe McKissick coming back was more of a problem than um, uh, uh, just a CJ. I'm with you. Just a tad bit of an overreaction, man. This is um, this is wild. I, I didn't think there'd be so much variance on this. Well, let's just keep let's keep the running back train going. How nervous are we for Elijah Mitchell? Eli Mitchell. How nervous are we for Elijah Mitchell with the with the San Francisco 49ers drafting Tyrion Davis Price, who I talked about as a sleeper, in the third round of the NFL draft? How how nervous are we for Elijah Mitchell? Listen. We're nervous, man. I told people to get him last year. I have very little <laughs> Elijah Mitchell. He helped he helped you win a title last year. He can't stay. He's always banged up. Now is what do you have? Knee cleanup surgery in his knee or 11 something? 11 games he played last year. That's it. Only 11. And he was basically the primary back the whole season. He had 200 carries in 11 games. He was operating as a like a bell cow rusher. But like you said, if if he gets hurt, if he gets banged up, Terry Davis Price is going to play. Trey Sermon ain't playing, right? And those are the only guys left on the roster. So when they drafted a running back, you know, you your ears have to just perk up a little bit and be like, oh, really? You want a running back? Ah, man, it's tough. I just, I'm going to be drafting Terran Davis Price all over the place. I just saw him go 205 in a rookie draft. Um, I actually saw, he went right behind Isaiah Spiller. So you think about like, Ray, I think that's a really good spot. Like, would you take Tyrion Davis Price or would you take Isaiah Spiller? I think both are in good spots. Obviously, Tyrion Davis Price had that day two draft capital, but Elijah Mitchell, we, we, he's not a player we talked about fired ass with the NFL draft, but it's not looking so good for him now with oh, how much man, he's been don't, up. Jeff, don't, don't think this, man. I mean, what you had to pay to get him last year, who cares? Like, you're not really yeah. holding a bag on him because he didn't cost you anything. Like, he, if, if you got him, if, if you drafted him, you drafted him in the third or fourth round last year, you got him off of waivers. 
Like, I wouldn't, I, don't put a dunce hat on, man. He, um, and he balled out the final week of the fantasy playoffs. He balled out. Like, he literally helped people win championships. He cost you nothing. Mm-hmm. Don't feel like you got hold, holding the bag is like James Robinson, right? Or, or something yeah. like that. I, I wouldn't say, I won't say you got caught holding the bag. I think there was an opportunity for you to move around from him. But the, here's the thing, right? Whoever the lead back is for San Francisco, if that person is healthy, man, they're gonna they're gonna get the ball twenty something times a game, like no doubt, right? So, Jeff, I wouldn't feel that way about it, man. Don't don't feel that way about it. Um, yeah, I'm five minutes behind the show, but this Brian Robinson rose session by Rays don't have me. I'm not rose. Mason, what's up, big dog? I see the little man in the background. Um, yeah, TDP is gonna play. TDP is good. TDP is good. LSU was a dumpster fire. Since they won, they won the Natty, everybody left, and then they went back to being terrible at LSU, yep. right? They, they, they were bad. TDP, over 1,000 yards in his final season, uh, went out there, tested like an exceptional athlete, highly touted re- recruit. He's going to play. I mean, they, they got Jeff Wilson, Trey Sermon, and the and the the broken body of, of Elijah Mitchell. TDP is going to play, and he's going to give you some value. So I, I love the, uh, the TDP pick. Uh, Rashad White. I guess we're just going to talk about running backs today. We'll go to. We got wide receivers that we'll dive into tomorrow. Let's talk Rashad White uh, and James Cook. Which player would you rather have, James Cook or Rashad White? I'd rather have James Cook. I think because I think he's going to mm. get on the field this year, and that's really the only reason why. I, I believe that for this year, more in particular, I'm going to be rolling with a James Cook over Rashad White. Even though I think the talent probably leans more towards Rashad White, I just think that James Cook's going to get on the field. How much he gets on the field is a different conversation, uh, but I don't think we see much of Rashad White this year, especially with Leonard Fournette being there, them trying to run it back. I think in future years, if Leonard Fournette were to go away, if Tom Brady were to leave and the team was to kind of just kind of retool, Rashad White could be the primary back there and be really valuable. But for this year, I think it's going to be James Cook, and that's why I'd probably be rolling with him as far as my draft pick would go. Yeah. So let's just real quick, because I, I it wasn't until I started to update the ranks that I started to notice um, Brees Hall, 20 years old, okay? Brees Hall is 20. Yep. Kenneth Walker, 21. Isaiah Spiller, 20. White, 23. Pierce, 23. Uh, Brian Robinson, 23. Pierre Strong, 23. Tyler Beatty, 23. Remember all that stuff we didn't want Najee Harris because he was 22? These cats are already 23 years old, man. Um, I don't Not know. Great. Not it's, great. It's but not it's one great contract long at the end of the day, right? It's, it's no one contract. Yeah, it's, one contract. They got a four-year deal. Four-year deal. They give you two to three years of production. Move on. Um, yep. The the James Cook one is interesting because what do you project him to be? He's not going to be the lead back. I I will. I do not believe they're going to roll him out there and say you're going to handle the ball 20, 25 times a game. Don't believe it. Do not believe that's going to be the case. A. Devin Singletary, the grinder role still lives for him, right? Like he's still going to yep. be the grinder. James Cook, probably in the more valuable situations. What I don't know, Jay, is how many times Josh Allen actually targeted the running back out of the backfield. Not so sure, but I know they, they didn't I throw to Devin Singletary right a ton. Okay. So Devin Singletary had 50 targets and Zach Moss had 32. Damn. So not Damn. Even, well, but, but Ray, that's not even 100 targets to the okay. running back position. More than that's, I thought, though. That's real. More than I thought. Well, I mean, he still threw the ball 650 times, so it's not Damn. like he's not going to throw the running back a little. So it's not great. Like, even if you project James Cook to get all of that work, like legit every single one, it's just, I think for me, I'm projecting James Cook right around 100 or so opportunities. 
maybe a little bit more than that. Like Zach Moss had 96 carries and 32 targets. So that's, you know, 135 opportunities. I think the problem is that people are going to see second round pick and they're like, and ah, Buffalo, he's going to be the Buffalo. starter. And Buffalo. and Buffalo. Buffalo's a big factor. But they're going to see second round pick. They're like, oh, Singletary's dead. He's not going to get any targets. He's not going to get any work. James was coming in. It's like, but why don't we just say to ourselves, they wanted J.D. McKissick. They didn't get him. And then what yep. do they do? They drafted J.D. McKissick. They drafted J.D. McKissick, McKissick is not a guy who's going to get a ton of work in the rushing game. And while I believe that, to some people's credit, James Cook, if he hits, could see upwards of 150 targets in a year, or 150 rushes in a year. But I don't think he's going to get more than, like, 80 targets, which is literally the combination of the entire backfield in Buffalo last year. And he's not going to get all of the work. He may get 70% of the work, 80% of the work in the receiving game, but he's not going to get all of it. And so if you project that, you're looking at 60 to 70 targets. This is gross. Maybe that's 50 receptions. I just don't really want it. I Matt Bruning really said over well. the last three seasons, they've averaged 55 passes. Let, let me just ask you this. Josh Allen scrambling around, is he more like, it, unless it's a design screenplay, I think yep. Josh Allen is more inclined to run it than he is to dump to the running back. I'm just yep. I, I don't think I don't think Cook is very good as a running. I think he's an excellent, phenomenal pass catching running back. He's gonna be on the on the field in two minute situations. He's gonna be on the field on third down situations if the running back is required to run a route. He's not gonna be in the pass protect. Uh but for Singletary, probably best case outcome for Devin Singletary is that they didn't take Brees Hall, they didn't take yep. Kenneth Walker, they didn't take any of those guys. Probably best case outcome for uh for uh, what's his name, Devin Singletary and Josh Allen yeah. is still RB one in Buffalo. So we didn't talk Kenneth Walker. Let's let's go to Kenneth Walker. Real, it's just running back. We'll go to wide receivers no more. Too much. Too much. Quarterback run. Kenneth Walker. Ugh. Um. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm too sour on him, and I think I might regret it. But I think that just overall. What we've seen from Seattle is a very mediocre passing game to the running back position. And so for a guy that we don't project to be the greatest pass catcher in the NFL, it may just mean that he's a primary rusher. And I think that means that his upside is very limited. You know, you've talked about how he has to be, you know, Nick Chubb to be really relevant in fantasy football as a primary rusher. And Seattle's already a team that's going to be terrible. They didn't even draft a quarterback. That's how little they care about succeeding this year. They're rolling with Geno Smith <laughs> and Drew Locke. And so what does that mean for Kenneth Walker? Does he even start out the gate? Because there is a running back on that roster with higher draft capital than Kenneth Walker right now, who actually looked pretty good last year. And so if oh, I'm Rashad gosh. Penny... I'm gonna be I'm gonna be you know motivated to beat out Kenneth Walker and to perform better than him. I don't think that's necessarily gonna happen. But if we can't even project Kenneth Walker to be the starting running back out the gate for Seattle, why am I drafting him at 102, Ray? Please tell me why I'm not, people are drafting I'm not. Kenneth Walker at 102. I can't do it either. We've had many discussions about this. Yeah, we are going another direction. Yeah, but I don't know what the value point is for me with Kenneth Walker. But it's getting to the point where I'm considering taking him behind all of the top-tier wide receivers oh, and potentially Kenny Pickett, which oh, means we're looking Jay at the 105, Rich. 106. It's, it's, it's not, nothing Ooh. against Kenneth Walker. But, you know, and, but this happened on the stream with Scott Connor. I've been, you know, obviously. Yeah, Scott Connor's out. More Scott Connor's Scott out. Connor is all Scott Connor is out. out. And I trust Scott. Scott is out. I mean, you're I mean, banking on him. You're, you're banking on him to be Nick Chubb. If... 
This was contingent on, on him not getting the receipt. You're banking on him being Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry levels of efficient as a rusher. Um, I don't like it, man. I like Kenny Walker, and and I don't want to be prisoner of landing spot moment. We did this before to both ends of the uh, to both ends of the extreme, getting too bullish or being too bearish on landing spot, and it's burned us in the past. I don't want to do that again. But it's hard. I don't look at this and be like, oh man, this is a great spot. Like this is awesome. Like Houston, awesome spot. Atlanta, awesome landing spot. Uh, the, you know, uh, the Chargers, awesome landing spot. Seattle, I don't know, man. I, Wait, he, let, okay. let me read you these targets for you, really quick. Yeah, read them to me. Read it Rashad to me. Read it to me. was the leading rusher. He had with 120 attempts. He had eight targets. Alex Collins had 108 attempts. He had 10 targets. Chris Carson had 54 attempts. He had six targets. DJ Dallas was, you know, used sparingly. Yeah, 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 23 yeah. targets. Travis Homer, 20 targets. So DJ Dallas led the Seattle Seahawks from running back targets with 23. That's a little under one a game. Or, sorry, a little under two a game. So if Kenneth Walker is ceiling, is looking at maybe two targets a game, and if he drops one of those for some reason... He's a primary rusher. You're you're not getting a ton of targets in Seattle right now, especially when you talk about for a team that still has a bunch of great weapons on the outside. I just don't think I could do it. I I, I get it. Crack shots like Walker's an easy one on two. I'm just Why? not sold on. I don't. It. I don't. I, I don't. I'm just not I don't, sold on. I don't. It. Yeah. I, I can't I, do it. I'm not gonna go 107 range, but uh, I don't think it's easy 102 at all. Like how? How how is he? How is he? Uh, th- th- I'm just I'm just highlighting crack shot because this is this is the type of analysis you could take advantage of this. Who cares? They're, they're going to run the ball constantly, and again, you're still banking on him being Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry's levels of efficient. How many how yep. many points? Graham Barfield did this easy did, did this uh, study where how many how many how much a target is worth compared to a rush attempt? If you got a yep. bad offensive line, you don't catch the ball. That is not that that's not optimal. For fantasy, we're talking about scoring fantasy points, man. Um, I don't think it's easy, and I think anybody yep. who wants to take a London or or in in this class in this year, normally I would say, yeah, you're right. But they they have a great old. All right, oh let's, let's, no, okay. they don't. All right, okay. now let, let's let's go to let's let's. It's not an easy one two. It's not it's not an easy. The man of the hour, Isaiah Spiller. Yep. Some thought he'd go earlier. Some thought he went about where he would go. Fourth round pick, top of the fourth round to the Chargers. Um, if I were to say, like, what were the best landing spots for a running back in this class, I didn't care where Brees went. Brees could have went to the um, uh, name of UFL scene, uh, the, the New Orleans Breakers, and I would have still taken Brees Hall 101. I, I don't care. I don't care. Brees could have went to a USFL team, and I'd still take him 101. Atlanta, Houston, and me and Jesse Reeves talked about the Chargers actually taking Brian Robinson. He was like, man, I would love for them to get a, a, a... Me and Reeves talked about it weeks ago. And we were like, man, it'd be dope if they get a Spiller or a Brian Robinson. But we're like, yeah, they're, they're not going to be in the, the the range to get them. Tyler Algier to Atlanta. Oh. Pretty fucking good. You only got Cordero not Patterson. Not bad. Damian Pierce, he's 23, but to Houston. Marlon Mack. Yeah. Rex Burkhead. That's it. Damian Pierce. Isaiah Spiller to L.A. A lot better. Jay, I'm just going to say, man, um, no, he's not a starting running back. 
No, no. not the primary ball carrier. But what have we seen from L.A. <clears throat> since Austin Eckler became the focal point of that rushing attack? They want to find somebody else to compliment him. They don't want to give him. He finally eclipsed 200 carries on the ground this year for the first time in his career. And I think it was like 202, 207, something like that. Barely got over that hump. In an offense with Herbert, they they invested. Bro, Rashawn Slater, if Jamar Chase wouldn't have went nuclear last year, Rashawn Slater should have been offensive rookie of the year. Phenomenal young left talent, young left tackle. They get Zion Johnson out of Boston College, whom I wanted Dallas. We're not even going to talk about Dallas. I don't. Not a fan of the Cowboys right now. I'm a Raiders fan. Um, you 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 solidify that offensive line with the Zion Johnson. You have uh, one of the best young quarterbacks in the game, and you get this running back in there with him. I mean, he he should be handcuffed one on one, right? He he should be oh, handcuffed one on one. It's a good spot, man. It's a good spot, you know. And now you don't have to debate and 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 talk about man. Do I got to take him? You know, top one hundred five, one hundred six. He's going. I, I believe somebody has said that he's going between like one eleven to two hundred two in rookie drafts. I got him two hundred four yesterday. I was ecstatic, man. It's. I think it's a great spot. Um, like you're talking about Austin Eckler, two hundred six attempts this year, but Justin Herbert threw the ball six hundred and seventy two times. I think that the Chargers need more balance, right? I think that's the biggest thing with them is that while they are great through the air. They didn't have a ton on the ground. Justin Jackson, 68 carries. Justin Herbert actually had 63, who was third on the team. Larry Roundtree, 36. Josh Kelly, 33. I think it's going to allow the team to really consolidate that position up a little bit. And if Isaiah Spiller wins that job, he could be looking at 100 carries right out the gate. No problem. Um, And if they do decide to provide more balance in this offense and not be so pass heavy, then I think there's another great chance that there's even more opportunities. And Eckler talking about how he doesn't want to run the ball as much. Maybe he only sees 170, 180 carries this year. So that's where, for me, it's looking like a great spot. He just has to win the job. And being a fourth-round pick, nothing is guaranteed. He'll have to earn it. But based on Justin Jackson, Larry Roundtree, Josh Kelly, there's not a ton of competition there and lesser draft capital overall. I'd be willing to bet that Spiller gets that RB2 job. And to your point, Ray, it could be the primary rusher on one of the best offenses in all of football. And that's really what we're chasing. We're chasing one of the best offenses in all of football with an extremely talented running back who could find a role in kind of a 1B option, who is more of the primary rusher, which we know is the lesser fantasy option, but still has value. And when you're getting that in the second round of a very bad draft class, that's a bet I'm willing to make. Uh, but I think you're kind of in lockstep with with Isaiah Spiller overall and what his opportunity could mean on the Chargers this year. What about Zeus White? We got we to gotta touch on Zeus White real quick before we get out of here. Zeus White. I would take a flyer. Um, main reason why is because Josh Jacobs is probably gone, and I think it depends on how he plays, right? So he's on the Raiders, people who missed that. He's going to be on the Raiders. Uh, I think that he fits what Josh McDaniels wants to do, right? I think he profiles as a bruising running back, Patriots kind of style guy. I don't think Josh Jacobs is really that. So again, it, it will be a year. Like he may not get a ton of work this year. It depends on how the front office feels about him overall and how he performs. But I think Jacobs is the guy for this year. And then next year, it could be Zeus White. But to your point, right, they may opt to draft a running back next year because there's so many talented ones that they could be in line to get one to really bolster that offense overall. And I'm assuming that this year, the passing game will get going and it'll be the rushing game that somewhat falls behind. And that could be a reason to take a stud running back next year in the NFL draft if you're the Raiders. I'll just say this, man. And this is this is a wholesale thing. Whatever you, whatever the traditional dynasty rookie draft rules are, whatever they are, throw that shit out the window. It doesn't matter this year. Class was so bad. I think about after for me in my rankings, 
Patreon.com forward slash all gas. I have Sky Moore as eighth in Superflex, right? After Sky Moore, after Sky Moore, take whoever the hell you want. Like, honestly. Like, take... Uh, you're playing this value game. Is is It's some... Long shot still receivers that aren't walking into Jalen Waddle and Jamar Chase levels of volume and a bunch of old running backs, quarterbacks that went on round three and running backs that we shot, thought should have been drafted in round six that go round. Like, after Sky Moore, take whoever you want. Like, I don't, oh man, well, you're reaching at 110. Reaching for what? You want George? George Pickens is parked behind Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, uh, and a draft account. Not like, what, 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 what's the reach? After 108, for me, take whoever the hell you want because the, no quarterbacks. You're not taking any quarterbacks inside the first round. So you're dart throwing on an FCS wide receiver, um, a, 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 a 23-year-old running back parked behind Leonard Fournette, yep. a tight end in Arizona, James Cook, Damian Pierce, Zamir White, Tyler. Take whoever you want. After, after 108, take whoever the hell you want to take. take honestly, like take who, just take a shot. Take a shot, man. This class was so screwed. Just who cares at this point? Whatever the traditional rules are, take whoever you want after after 108. Like yep. legit. Like legit. And then punt for next year. Like we know it stinks, so you know what? Damn it, if you like James Cook and you want to take him that I take him. If you you still want to take uh if, if you want David Bell, who who cares? Have fun this year. This is this is house money. It's house money, yep. especially especially if you traded away some of the some of the later picks and you don't have all those thirds and fourths. Take whoever you want because it's bad. Like legit, next year the running back class much better, much better. Wide receiver class not as good. Quarterbacks they we will have some first round quarterbacks that can move, but honestly, Jay, take whoever you want. A- a- after one, yeah. a- for me, after Sky Moore, you want to say Ray? I'm going Damian Pierce. Cool. No doubt. Uh, I'm, I'm going Brian Robinson. I'm going Zeus White. Take whoever you want, man. Legit, legit, legit. Sky Moore is my eight. That I want Sky Moore in Kansas City. Um, if you want the full ranks, y'all know where to find that, man. But we didn't even touch on receivers yet. We didn't touch on any of that. Tomorrow we will talk wide receivers. We'll talk all that stuff. We'll probably talk more running backs. Appreciate y'all tapping in. Had them there 500 in the stream. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Tap into the NBA prop videos that we're dropping. NBA playoffs tonight. Y'all keep arguing about Antonio Gibson. Crack shot said he wants uh, he wants he wants Christian Watson, baby. He's in on that Christian Watson. Love y'all. We'll be back tomorrow. We out. Peace.